0: Hey ladies, I hope you're having an awesome week and a beautiful day. Today in the episode, I want to talk about those parts of us that sound like the inner critic or the sabotager. I've been working with some one-on-one clients lately, and we've been exploring different parts that may be exactly the reason why they're continuing to drink or create certain behaviors in their life or stay in a certain relationship or avoid certain relationships and conflicts. And what I want to teach you today is just to bring some new awareness. This may be brand new to you and you're like, well, parts, what are you talking about? And there's just those parts of us that have been created through our life to protect us. But the problem is, is that while they work so hard to protect us, they've actually not allowed that core part of us to be the one in charge, of making the decisions, growing and living our life. And This was a huge part of my journey of where there was a couple of main parts of me that were leading in every aspect of my life, and I was miserable, and I was stuck, and I I felt confused and inauthentic, and there was so much imposter syndrome and things that were just going on that felt out of alignment. Yes, some of that was my values, and I hadn't been making choices, but a lot of it were parts of me and the ways that I was seeing the world and handling things based on wanting to stay safe in my body and not really knowing how to do that on my own. So this is the deeper work. So this is a little bit of a deeper conversation. I know that I've um, talked about it. I've mentioned this. This will always be part of my conversations with you inside of our groups and relationships and coaching. But this is where the rubber meets the road. Like this is the meat and this is where you can heal not only this relationship you have with drinking, but so many other, if you, you're you the ones telling me, hey, I don't know who I am anymore. I don't know what I want. I'm not happy. I'm not fulfilled. This is one of the paths to get there. And it can only be done really, you know, with support, challenging questions, exploration, feeling our emotions and healing some parts of us and understanding ourselves better. That's the road to being set free. So reach out because this is part of the journey and I would love to support you. I have walked through this. So email me, Michelle, at sisterhood.com so we can set up a conversation and just see if one-on-one coaching is something that would benefit you. And, well, I can just go ahead and tell you it will. <laughs> Every human that has a brain and a heart and a, that is a emotional, spiritual, physical being needs someone to help them and support them through this life. There's going to be seasons where you're going to need to dive a little deeper. And there's seasons where you're going to be able to just kind of grow and flourish. But we all need support. And so what I'm offering to you is to say, hey, if you're here, you've been listening to me for a while. You know, you feel like you know me already. We're friends. We have this rapport and this relationship. You know, this is a safe space. You've heard it from my clients. If you're ready and you're just tired of making excuses And you just know that you know in your gut that drinking is not the main issue here. Like you know it's a big deal, but most of you are women of faith, and you know that you know it's something more, and you're ready to get to the quote-unquote bottom of it. Let's dig up those roots and begin to heal, okay? Enjoy the episode. Hey sister, are you newly alcohol free that you've been hanging on for dear life, hoping you don't fall backward? Welcome to Set Free Sisterhood. Okay, let's talk about parts, personalities, identities, whatever we want to call them. The inner critic, the self-sabotager, these voices that have been running on autopilot. Most of the time you are choosing to stay busy or avoiding listening to them because they don't really feel very good. And you've told me, and I was there, that when you get quiet, they get loud. And so if you're done with the end of the day, you've done with your busyness, you're you're exhausted, you're just, you're tanked, your kids are loud, or you're irritated with your spouse, and you're just like, I got a drink. I can't, I can't deal. So that's part of the problem part of the issue and the challenge. So that's your coping mechanism. And you're going to hear different things depending on who you are, your family of origin, where you've grown up, your life experiences. But I just wanted to share a few with you of some common ones. And we'll go from there. Do you hear things like, you're not good enough? You're not a good enough mom. You're not a good enough wife. You're not good at your job. Push harder. Do better. Why did you mess up? Can you believe you said that in that meeting? You suck. Look at your kids. Why are they acting that way? What's wrong with you? You're so stupid. Because then you feel like you need a drink. Because you spent your days... Either your week busy, your day's busy, and I talked about it just a moment ago, and you've just had enough. So either you're a daily drinker like I was, like a bottle of wine a day by the time I got to a place where I was ready to surrender, or some of you are really just, just cringing and I don't even know the word, like holding on tight and you're busting it out during the week. And then you just binge on the weekends. You're like, it's like you go, I'm just, I can't do this anymore. And then you binge drink and you drink too much and you feel like crap. And then your weekend's gone and you hadn't had any family time and you don't enjoy yourself. Well, either one of those, it really sucks because you're not happy where you are. I know I wasn't. And even though you maybe didn't drink during the week and you're thinking, oh, I'm doing pretty good till the weekend, you're miserable. You're not happy. Because you're still in your head complaining about how busy you are and thinking about all the things that you did wrong or that they're doing wrong or what you're annoyed and you're still just waiting for the weekend. So I'm just calling it like it is um because I know you and we talk and I was there. Okay. So what do you do? Um and how do you learn from this? These are not multiple personalities. That's not a um, disease or something with your brain. We've just got to learn a little bit more of about w- what parts of us are standing up, talking to us. So they're, they're protective parts and they're there because they think if they say these things, you'll behave a certain way and you'll stay safe because at some point in your life, that's what you learned and you created that story. Okay. Okay. So let's just consider a few different ones and see if you relate. And there's many, 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 trust me. But these are some very, very common ones that I hear and see a lot and know that women specifically deal with. So let's just consider in your home growing up, there was um, criticism when you didn't do amazing or do your best, or let's just say you played a sport and you enjoyed the sport, and you're actually pretty good at it, but you always heard from a parent or maybe a coach, most of the time, this is truly created from our family of origin, or those who raised us in our childhood developmental years, that just kind of criticized you, that maybe you just never really heard, oh, you're doing a good job, and you know, keep it up, or even heard even healthy constructive criticism like try this and try that it was like oh my god you remember when you ran around second base and you you know your foot missed it or you did this and you could have done this better and so all you heard was you're not good enough so what you decided because at first it really hurt and you tried to cry and you tried to express and that person in your life did not change their behavior as the adult so you just decided hmm Well, if I'm not good enough, and no matter what I do, I'm not going to please this person. And if I cry, they get more mad. So I'm just going to choose to believe that I'm really just not that good enough so that I won't just try so hard. And I'll know that every time I try to do something, I'm probably going to be disappointed anyway. So I'm just going to prepare myself for that. And that's how you begin to live your life. And you get the not good enough story. And where this is huge for us, so many women feel this way, is this is spirit breaking for your whole entire life. As you find and build relationships and have a family, you begin the comparison trap, especially nowadays with social media and everything in your face, you begin to just decide and believe, man, I'm just not good enough. Look at her. Look at her. Look at that family. And it's eating you alive. Okay, how about this one? Do you come from a large family, like a bunch of kids, and you really wanted to express yourself? But because maybe you were just a little more shy, and you had some more outspoken siblings, that most of the time you were just constantly talked over, and no one really heard you, and they didn't want to hear you, and you were young, and so they picked on you, and you tried to express... But it was just, it just felt like you were totally ignored. The mom was tired. She's got the older kids taking care of y'all because she's tired by now. She's been had five, six plus. And so you just decide that I'm going to stay quiet because no one really cares about me and they're not paying attention to me anyway. So I'm just not going to express myself. And you become quiet. But then you become very down on yourself because no one is seeing you, no one is hearing you, and you think that's your fault. So you just decide that what you have to say is not worth it, and nobody wants to hear what you say. And so you live your life people-pleasing, staying quiet when maybe there's an injustice or someone says something to you or behaves in a certain way, and you just stay quiet, Because it feels safer to stay quiet versus trying to speak up. Can you relate to that one? What about this one? What about you who are super expressive and exciting and maybe ADD or ADHD or whatever we want to call with slinging around labels and hyper kids and excited kids or, hey, just being a really expressive little human. Was that you? And your mom or your dad just really couldn't stand the noise and they needed to keep it quiet or they worked from home or they were just super grumpy and they're like, Oh my God, you're just, you're just too much. You cry too much. You scream too much. You yell too much. How was that? How did that feel when you realize, wow, I guess I need to tone it down. I guess I need to quiet down and be more reserved because when I, when I express myself, I get in trouble and this doesn't feel good because I'm a little girl. So I don't want to be too much. So then you begin to tiptoe and edit and buffer your emotions and stuff them down because you don't want to be too, too much. And so you want to just please everyone and make them happy. And when they're happy, you feel safe. So that's just a few <laughs> There's so many more depending on how you were raised. And most of these are created in childhood, but sometimes they get worse and they come out in different ways and we're coping in different ways as an adult. And it also depends on our relationships. There's some relationships that you may have that are very healthy and safe and they've actually maybe done the work of their own or... You've kind of dabbled into it and you've learned that you can feel safe now expressing this, but I'm going to say most of you listening here that y'all don't know that you actually have drawn someone in, in relationship and partnership that actually makes that wound worse because they have their own wounds and you being a people pleaser or you being quiet and not rocking the boat or you being just feel like you're not good enough. It actually works for them. Okay. And so it can get worse in our adulthood. And it also has to do with our circumstances and our views of the world and how we look and think about life and how we view ourselves. Because think about if this has been on repeat for your almost entire life, it's no wonder that it feels so heavy that you don't want to listen to it. But here's the good news. It's your story. You've got a pen and you can edit it, rewrite it, and add new chapters to the story. That little girl that experienced these emotions, she's still inside of you. And this is the thing that is most of the time running the show for you and causing you to cope, to behave the way you do. But here's the thing is now you have the power to revisit those moments in a safe space, change the narrative, be able to nurture that little girl like she needed to be and let her express. If your little girl was seven years old when she decided that she needed to be quiet because nobody would listen, you need to take time inside of your own private space, inside of a session with me, and we need to let her speak because she's got something that she needs to say and she's feeling how she needs to feel and you got to let her know that you're an adult now and that you're safe and that's what we'll do as we work together is teach you how to balance your body and that your you know your nervous system to get you back where you can take steps to feeling safe and express and believe that you're good enough because you were born <laughs> that's all it took you're born you're good enough. That's it. And that you're not too much. God gave you your big, bold, expressive personality for a reason. You just need to learn that it's there for that reason, and you can use it how he wants you to use it. This is the key and the path for healing, that true healing that will get you back in line on pace to have an abundant, beautiful, Called life until you remove the drinking, remove the coping, and start taking these steps, you're gonna continue to struggle and battle, and you're gonna stay stuck. So, the real talk here today is are you willing to just see it? Are you willing to have the awareness and just take a look and go, Oh gosh. That is what I'm doing. This is the voice I'm hearing in my head. We don't have to fix it. We don't have to talk back to it. We're not trying to just shut it up because it's just not possible. If you're 48 like I am and you've had a story since you were seven, that's a long time. She's not going to shut up, but we can be in relationship with each other and I can say, hey, oh, I'm 48 now. You don't have to protect me anymore. I'm so grateful for you. And you are good enough, and you have a voice, and you need to be heard. And I love you, and God loves you, and your parents love you too. And they were just doing the best they could. And yeah, dad was a total jerk. I can't believe that he said that. But guess what? It's not true. He's only human, too. You're awesome. And begin to cultivate this relationship within yourself, begin to look for truth, and begin to walk in the design that God has for you, okay? This is how we become set free. So I love you, and I hope this message lands for you today, and that you actually take this and do something with it. Don't just listen and go, oh, that's another good podcast, yay. Take action take action. I love you. Have a great week. Okay, girlfriend, before you go, if you found value in this podcast and it helped you, please head over to iTunes and leave a review. This is what helps the show grow and helps more women to get their hands on the support so they can choose to reduce their drinking or quit altogether like I did. Go join the community and say hi over on Facebook by searching Set Free Sisterhood. I will also put the link in the show notes. You can also connect with me for a one-on-one discovery call at Porterfield at gmail.com. And I want to ask, how do you want to feel in the next six months? Who are you becoming? Are you ready to grow? I see you and I've got you. Until next time, stay blessed.